This is the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. No, bad bitches only. Ain't no mediocre. No, no more no mediocre. I won't hit no mediocre. You bad bitch. The Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If I want it, bet I got it. If I don't bet, all I gotta do is go. You're listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If you're looking for easy listening, you're in the wrong place. But if you want to put in the work to change your life for the better, laugh a little bit, and learn a lot about yourself, get ready. This ain't your basic podcast. Here she is to give you all the tools you need to feel empowered, healthy, sexy, and informed. This is Casey Ship. What's up? We're gonna we're gonna double this oh, shit, as a podcast as a podcast. So, welcome, welcome. It's what day? It's Tuesday after Memorial Day. Every day, everybody's coming back in, back in town. All right, no, so Skip Ship's fine. Oh, and we have Skip. We have Skip Ship with us, Mister Former MLB, Mister Mister Baseball Whisper, Mister. Um, if you've ever seen Caesar Milan, how he, what is what does he say? I train. Dogs and rehabilitate the owners. So skip. Train the owner rehabilitate see ya, dogs. See ya. <laughs> fuck it up every time. You can't. Uh, your so now. what he does is, I'm going to edify him. <clears throat> he has worked with multiple families for how many years? Nineteen. Nineteen years. He's an expert in his field. Uh, the people that he's worked with, oh my god, I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, anywhere from, you know, major league. Baseball players to multi multimillionaires uh, owns companies to FBI agents to kids that go to Harvard. I mean, it, it's impressive. But what he does is mental coaching. He's very intuitive, so he brings in his gift of uh, you know, psychic abilities into what did you say you do with kids? Rehabilitate the kids and you train the parents. Because really, I don't know how you do what you do. Because I fucking go crazy. I thank God I get to work with adults because. You know, I say fuck a lot, and it, it is. The problem is with the adults, and then it's just, like, mirrored in the kids, and I hate to hear that. So, anyway, we're going to go straight into the questions. Last week, if you're new, I, last week I asked, I said, look, post in the uh, in the comments, what are your problems that you go through with teens? Because I have a lot of clients that have teenagers. Skip's had teenagers, but the girls, they live with their moms, so we really – don't, but he works with nothing but teenagers. Matter of fact, when he did a Johnson and O'Connor test where you go in, you pay thousands of dollars, you take all these tests into your IQ and they tell you what you should do for a living. And his was PE teacher for middle school. So, but that's really the best age uh, group of kids that he connects with. Well backwards. Everything I'm doing is backwards. That's okay. Hang in there. We're almost there. Like hang hang in there. Hang on. I got it. What do I do with my hands? So we were like, oh, my teeth crooked. Look. So anyway, I asked the people what their issues was with their teenagers because clients will, that's one of the excuses is, Oh, my teen's gone crazy or we're doing this. And I'm, I'm stressing out over it. I'm losing sleep. Casey, she's running me crazy. I mean, and it really is. They say that you get divorced in the first seven years of marriage. I did that. Or hey, well, okay. Well, you knew going in, you shouldn't have got married. I mean, that's just the truth. But anyway, is the first seven years of marriage or when the kids are teenagers. That's the times that people get divorced. So there's a reason. But anyway, I'm going to go through and read the questions just first off and let's skip. Have the stage, okay? First question, skip. Is from question. Okay, we got Hannah Johnson. She asked at first, and I was like, is this about you or your daughter? So 
14-year-old girl, she's going through mood swings, acne, weight gain in the belly. And with girls, if you don't know, we're very highly insecure and self-conscious at this age anyway. So how does she work with that? Well, first of all, the boys, they are too. Um, oh. 13, 14, 15. Uh, girls sometimes a little bit earlier start 11 and 12. Um, yeah, you, you basically they're both going to be insecure, self-conscious, and golly it's a it's a time where they still want mom and dad to do everything for them but they don't want to act like they want mom and dad to do everything for oh them. like your baseball team yeah the 14 year old team um i called them a bunch of pussies yeah yeah she did um but anyway it's it's a thing where they're so vulnerable and then their behavior of trying to find themselves or find out where they fit in this world wanting to get out of the house wanting to get away from your parents, but, oh, they want to be coddled by their parents, too. Masturbating all the time. Yeah. yeah. They are. Oh, this is hot, Mom. This, this is closed hot, Mom. Group. This is a closed group. I can't get banned yeah, for this. Man. And it's my podcast, if this goes on my podcast. I was going to have to rip my necklace off. <laughs> Put my cross up, in case. Okay, keep going. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, you're at that vulnerable time, and the mistake that parents make is, oh, my God, where did we screw up? Oh, my God, at what point did we stop being good parents? It's a natural behavior that all the kids are going to have. My kids had it. All the kids that I work with have it. And it just blindsides the parents. Um, it's what it, what they need, what they need, and what we usually try to set up as a haven at home to where, yeah, they're going to treat you like crap. Is it okay? No. But instead of disciplining them immediately for their actions, you want to investigate. Just go, you know, just talk to me. You don't have to treat me like crap. Just talk to me and tell me what's going on. What if they shut down? You got to open them up. That's the parent. That, that either the parent has to find a way to open them up so that they can discuss things, or find somebody for them to talk to, like a counselor. Yeah, yeah. But not, a, not, no, a, I'm not like a. You're crazy, so you need to go see a counselor. Just somebody. That's what I become in a lot of these people's life because I'm uh, disguised as a hitting instructor. So it's a time <coughs> I just am able to say, hey, what's going on, man? What's really like happening? Play and, yeah, and, and play therapy. And and for the most part, nine out of ten of them, it's never the parents. It's never the parents. Parents just get beat up by the kid. So I got sidetracked. Okay, here's the question. What do you do, though, when the girl, she's 14, acne, gaining in her belly, um, you know? Tell stories about when it happened to you. Tell me more about that. Uh, man, shoot. I think we've all... Well, I, I got fat, got acne, got insecure, all that kind of stuff. So it's I'm able to use my stories to relate to them to get on their level to where. What yeah, did we you do about it? At the time, I just kept growing. I mean, what, at the time, I didn't think I had a problem. The kids don't think they have a problem. Would you tell the mom so you get them on Accutane? Uh, like if we had a daughter or if the boys, because, you know, acne runs in my family really bad. Um, if it gets to the point where I see it. I've seen so many good <clears throat> outcomes with teenagers and Accutane. Me too. Uh, older, like 16 to 18 year olds. Um, that, that It's not a harmful thing. So there's an option if mm -hmm. it's bad, bad, like cystic, and it's really affecting her um, self-esteem. I wish my mom put me on it instead of birth control. Yeah, and Casey talks about it a lot. I mean, acne just is energy, energetic. It's just stuff getting out of your it's body. Anger. It's anger. It's all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it where you can treat it emotionally and, you know, wash your face and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But 
That washing your face That's really bullshit. never helps. It's hormones. It's what it is. It's so, mainly hormones. This whole conversation's hormones. It it's is how hormones. are we dealing with it? You right. know, I mean, I don't see that big a difference between my. I went through puberty bad, bad. Like I would. I'm I'm the kid who wanted to call my dad out and get in a fight with him and all this kind of stuff at freaking 14 years old. Okay, so what you're saying though is get on their level. Mm-hmm. Um, and be a haven. Like, take the punches that they give until they're tired. Oh, 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 here's a good one. Here's a good one. What if she said, or this is maybe bad. This may be Casey's how, you know, you say, Casey, you're not helping. Well, the kids are always the number one arrow they have to shoot at you as a parent is that you're a bad parent. No, no but you know how you say Casey. Because, like, if, if I had a daughter, I would think, or my boys, hey, um, if you, I want to, how do you know that she's insecure about her belly? Does she mention it? Okay, if she's mentioning it. Because if she's not mentioning it, I wouldn't say anything. Because I don't say anything to Anderson when I say say like hanging out her ass shorts, like what? So, but if they're mentioning that they want to lose their belly or whatever, dude, if my mom was into fitness, I'd be like, let's, Casey's got a meal plan out. Let's do her workouts. And that could be something that you connect together. Mm-hmm. No worries. Like leading mm-hmm. by example. Hey, hey girl, yeah. I don't like my belly either. Let's do some something about it. Yeah, and I guess the final point, because we could talk about this forever and bring up different uh, scenarios, is it, it's not a disciplinary action situation. Mm. It's a hormonal situation. It's got you got to grow through it, develop through it, both as parents and as kids. And, you know, restricting, punishing, um, dealing with the surface behavior and the words that they say and they're lethargic, sitting around, mouth breathing. I mean, they're disgusting. Um, that, 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 that have disciplining them for those actions. It just makes it worse. Just makes it worse. Okay. Next one. What's up, Ricky? I'm not saying don't get on to them. I mean, well, that's, we're getting into yeah. the next one. Amber says my 18 year old boy, very negative attitude, pessimist. I feel like his negative energy really brings me down. And no matter how I try to influence him in a positive way, he always just finds something shitty to say. I have to just walk away a lot, but I'd love to know how to help him change his energy. He's so insecure and worried about what everyone thinks, no matter what I do to try and change his outlook. My 16-year-old boy I really struggle with because he's super athletic, very popular. He's been honest with me about the facts his friends sometimes drink. I feel like I'm never going to stop him. I mean, I was crazy as a teenager. My parents thought they'd stop me, but I was just sneaky. I feel like him being honest about doing it occasionally is way better uh, than the alternative, but I have major guilt about it. And my husband is the completely opposite. He's complete opposite. He thinks he shouldn't be allowed to do anything. So please be nice. This is me being very vulnerable. I know drinking is very taboo and he's a kid, but I also wanted to be honest with me. 16 drinking and 18. Yeah. The 16 year old, the 18 year old, um, pessimist, negative. Yeah, pessimist, mopey. <coughs> Um, when you try to be positive and try to be, uh, you know, raise the spirits by being positive and saying nice things. I mean, that's kind of fake. So your option, cause you're trying. So your option really is, can you act more pessimist than him and give him the opportunity to lighten the situation? It's give a, me an example. It's a Zen technique. Like if you, if you're going to be real pessimistic to me, then I'm just going to be more pessimistic than you. And we're either going to. Does she tell him about her problems or does she just start bitching about her day? 
Yeah. Just about whatever he's bitching about. Or it just, it's not, I don't even feel like he's bitching much. I just feel like he's depressing. Amber, if you're here, uh, chime in. Okay. Um, but the 16-year-old and the drinking thing, um, they're set up pretty much right now to be good cop, bad cop. And just just do that. Like, I, I would, I know that our boys, we're definitely going to want them to be honest with us and open. And we're pretty open about stuff like that anyway, which. Now, son, I smoked a lot of pot when yeah, I was your but, age, and I highly recommend you don't. But I know you're probably going to. So let me tell you something, son. If you damn graze and your money's going away, we're going 86 that weed. You hear me? That's yeah, that's and that's very not normal. So, but in the case that in this situation, the let the father be the strong arm and the mom. Uh, Dear God, and when my boys start drinking, we talk about this because in America it's fucked up about drinking. Over in wherever Europe, wine is like bread. It, kids, kids drink wine. So my kids is gonna be like the way I was when I grew up. I started drinking it. I had my first one like 12, but I would drink when I was like 14. I started having sex when I was almost 15. I was 14. So anyway. And I was 19, almost 20 when I had sex, and I was 22 when I had my first drink. And you had the, he had the worst fucking marriage, the worst baby mama shit. The ba- it's just, it didn't make either one of us a better person. I've been an alcoholic. Now, so. now, now. Would I have not had sex with some people? Because drinking does lower your inhibitions. Maybe so, probably. But anyway, I'm just going to teach them. Look, son, let me catch you driving or getting in a car with someone that has been drinking. It's going to be bad. With yeah, Uber, our, with Uber right now. Yeah, our point here is just education. Somebody's got to teach them. Good. God Almighty, damn. Yeah, and you'd rather teach them yourself than for their peers to teach them. Oh, cause because I, oh. typically the kids drinking around them, their parents don't know they drink. And the kids, I'll, I'll tell you this because I was bad. He was a good boy. The kids that grew up and did not drink, this one kid in particular, they'll go to college and guess who's blacking out doing stupid shit because they don't know how to drink. Those kids, they never drink. Yeah, and that's the whole drinking age is supposed to be around responsibility, but we all know that you got to learn responsibility. There's adults that are responsible, right? right? Anyway, right, right. so um, so be the pessimist. Yeah, and, and the 16-year-old, you got good cop, bad cop. The 18-year-old, just try some tricks with them. And, you know, if they're going to be pouty, pouty Susie, well, then just ignore them or be more pouty. Well, hold that. on, because something just popped in my head. What about, do not do not put him on SSRI. Oh, please, no, no drugs, man. This is normal shit, man. An 18-year-old that's moping around, he's got an athletic little <coughs> brother that's 16. Uh, it's like, what? Um, yeah, that's a typical situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not not. Once uh, again, it'd come back be really beneficial to have play therapy. What does he like to do? Somebody that's like Skip that could maybe give you some insight. Yeah, and then the eighteen year old just wants more attention. Right, because you don't want because I don't want to push this off as he's being eighteen and then him commit suicide. I'm not from, saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's real shit. From fourteen, from thirteen to eighteen, with both girls and boys, the ones that are just depressing and they just they need attention, and that's why they're that's how they're striving together. If they were little, they'd be crying. Okay. So okay, that's we've seen it in Anderson, Lauren. Um, oh and my God, Doug! Yeah. Amber, you've got freaking four five, four kids. Yeah, She's got so, babies. Yeah, oh, they, and oh. they just can't cry for attention, so they're just depressing for attention. And don't feel bad. Don't yeah. get mom guilt. Don't be getting no mom guilt. But, oh, okay. 
What, so what should he do? Just get something he likes to do and do it with cop, him? Back up with a young kid and yeah. then, um, you know, just ask questions, you know. Hang uh, out with yeah, 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 just do something uh, pleasant. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and it's harder than that. I mean, we're just throwing some stuff out there and then maybe we can follow up. You yeah, know, cool. just give some stuff a try. I mean, okay. Uh, freaking. Yeah, this says dealing with trying to pull out the best in them and encouraging them when they can't even stand talking to you. Yeah, I mean, you can't force it at all. Text them. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, I tell parents to text their kid. There are a lot of times when they're in one place and the kid, and I'm not talking about like in a car and you're texting the person next to you. Uh, like maybe in two different places, kids will open up through text message and organize their thoughts. Um, when parents, the same voice that usually you know, dictate to you or gets on to you or dictatorships, that type of thing. Uh, when that voice comes out, immediate defense comes up. But if it's text, yeah, it okay. works. They used to write notes to each other. I read it as, I mean, that's your, philosophy. Your people that comes in, your your people, if right now if this person came in and uh, the kid, this was an issue, just stereotype, like you tapping into Which that one? kid. It just where they do not, their parents are like, they're just, she don't, she won't talk to me. She won't do this. Mm -hmm. What's usually a common factor? Uh, there's another sibling getting all the attention. Oh, when they're being mopey? Uh, mopey, not talking, just not cooperative. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's the same way my daughter, Anderson, treats her mom with the two little sisters. And then her mom calls me and tells me how horrible Anderson is, but really it's just because she's... Well, Anderson doesn't like her mom. Either. Well, she has to co-parent her kids. Yeah, true. Okay. So, yes, there's so many different... But in this situation we're just, you got to find a way to communicate, and sometimes non-verbal is good. And then Hannah chimed in and said, yeah, mine shuts down, doesn't want to talk about anything either, mm -hmm. but that, what we just went over, Hannah, hopefully that helps where you're like, yeah. you get on her level. Yeah, like, but they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I do that with Casey. Do I... Do, Text message between the two of us, way better than talking. Casey can say one thing to me and I start acting like your teenager. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can't help it. All right. Uh, Janice, I'm sorry, Mom. Janice said 13-year-old bad attitude, acne, laziness, lack of motivation for anything that doesn't involve football and basketball. Yeah, that's absolutely, man. It's that age. It, it's, it's, they're confused. And what was our, what was our, what do we do? You don't force them one way or the other. They, they just got to they grow through it. I mean, you it's the same. Chores, you just make sure they're getting their shit done. And yeah, man. I mean, and I, I'd i rather you say this than me because it's taboo for me to say it. But 13, 12, 13, <clears throat> and then uh, 14, 15, 16 with guys, girls a lot. It's like one big premenstrual period. It's a yeah. hormone change that just throws you out. So yeah. how you feel during those changes, then that's how you treat them. Addressing it. I mean, I remember before you had a hysterectomy when I would say. Oh, God. And they say, are, are you on are your you, period? Are you on your period? Uh, I better have a fucking place to run. Uh, but that's the same thing when a 13-year-old walks in. You go, you know, what's wrong with you? Are you going to do anything today? So what do we do? Just make, <sighs> So we just make sure... Hey, son. I don't know. What do you want people to do to you when you feel like that? Leave them, leave you alone? No, you can't leave them alone. 
Um, it depends, though. I would probably just say, look, I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood today. I'm salty as fuck. So that's, there's that. Don't yeah. want to be going around politics and kissing babies today. That's, yeah. so, so maybe if they were more aware of how they felt. Yeah, yeah. Just it's a. It's, it's okay a, to feel shitty. It's okay to feel shitty, and it's okay for you to. It's okay for you to feel this way. You're not sick. You're not weird. You're not crazy. However, I have a problem with your attitude. Yeah. I don't have a problem with your emotions. I don't have a problem with you. I just have a problem with how you're handling it. Because daughter, son, whichever it may be, as you grow older, you're gonna have to handle this. True. You're gonna feel like this in class. You're gonna feel like this at work. You're going to feel like this around your friends. You're going to lose friends because you feel this way. All right. Let's learn how to feel this way and get through it because it just comes in waves. Okay. Um, so education, back to education again. Christy probably is loving this. Christy. Okay. Heather says, girl, so you wanted the shit. Here you go. 17-year-old female, procrastination queen, daughter of divorced parents since age three, remarried when she was five, unmotivated, anxiety, and fearful. Sounds like me. This disrespectful and bad attitude, extremely argumentative over everything, seems to have a fondness of learning the hard way when dad doesn't bail her out, which in turn causes drama with the stepfather, because I'm in the middle, puts one face on in public, but at home, it's not so nice. Skip inner stage to the right. <laughs> um, that really is just like you. The um, thinging before thankful for in this situation and this is because the face they put on their game face in public and it's that time when your child's friends parents drop your child back off at your house and they go oh my god so-and-so is the greatest kid and you're like you talking about my kid like that type of situation when they have the game face on in public man it, it's fun like that's really what we all want anyway. But it also shows that what you're seeing that's not what everybody else is seeing is they're trying so hard to be the way they should be in public that they got to have somewhere to let it out. And unfortunately that comes out at home and it, it's, you, you can almost schedule, not schedule, but set up. Okay. We're just going to blow all that out right here and then we'll be back to normal and treat it that way. But the fact that they're fine in public, that's really our bottom line. It'd be terrible if they're really good kids at home. I work with these and they're a lot worse. It's a lot worse situation. Really awesome at home. Really awesome with the parents. And then just oh. herd buckets. Yeah. To other that's people. fake families though, right? That's uh, usually a sign of very Yeah. Fake there's parenting. not one description, but in this, uh, I like stereotypes. Yeah. In this 17 year old situation, they've, they've got the public, they know how to handle themselves in society. They don't know how to handle themselves at home. I remember dad used to go on, you act like you, he'd say the girl's name. Cause when I was around so-and-so says I'd act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then we understand now that you would, because you pick up whoever you're hanging around and you start acting like them. So, um, that, that, that's one thing. But, uh, uh, the girl that we were just speaking of, she needs, so she's an obsessive type personality. She needs to be obsessed at something. Mm. She needs a hobby. She needs something that is just Ooh. her Ooh. idea because she, in description, if Casey wasn't obsessed about work, obsessed about helping people, obsessed about fixing herself in every area that she feels deficient, 
if she wasn't obsessed with that stuff, she would act. I would need. Like I that. would need SSRIs. Yeah, I would need, be addicted to about everything. I'd be addicted to Xanax, uh-huh. some alcohol. So there's some type personalities that act ultra lazy and procrastinating and everything, but it's only because they're not focused and active on something. Hell yeah. It doesn't have to be sports, man. Gosh, no. Let it be making money. Usually obsessive type personalities are best by getting rewarded by money. So Let them game, baby. There's ways to make money gaming. Okay. Now, we've got some comments. Here we go. Sabrina, what up? Mom here of my own. And we have full custody of my stepson. Who will be the death of me? Cancel, cancel, clear, clear. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, he's 11 and little smart ass without knowing it cries and cries mm. and cries. Hope this is a safe place, but he's not mm. a tough guy at all. He's scared of everything. That's why he, that's why he acts tough. Yeah. And, and crying is their way of punishing you. I mean, I think we can all agree to that. I mean, like they can't hit you. Oh, but, 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 you. But, but please don't tell him that boys don't cry. Yeah. I have to, correct you sometime when we say stop crying all you do is crying all that stuff because i want my son and my boys to know that crying is very okay uh however we would just prefer you use it when you are hurt and sad or frustrated maybe you know what i'm saying don't use it as a tool he uses yeah uh, he cries and the death mm -hmm. he uses smart ass he's a smart ass Mm -hmm. okay hmm Smart ass. So, yeah, that's because it, it, as I'm sitting here pausing, thinking about it, it's, I mean, we both are very familiar with being step parents. And it's just a tough situation. Well, no, no, she's had custody, though. This kid doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, custody, that's legal, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, or, well, is it a mirror? Is she being a smart no, ass or is he no. being Bobby being a smart ass? No, it's just. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, it's the like deeper emotional that he's yeah, really. Yeah, it's like scared. this kid's mistreating his teacher at school, but his teacher's also his legal mother. Like it's an it's a weird situation because he doesn't see her as a legal as a biological mother. He doesn't see Sabrina as a biological. No, mother. and and even if he didn't know that she's not his mom, which I think in this situation he, he does. Yeah. Um. There's that uh, it, just about anybody has a relationship with their parents knows that there's an emotional attachment deeper than a piece of paper that says we have the same last name. Yeah. Um, I, I I adopted my oldest daughter, so I can understand that. She was four, three, four. Yeah. And then Casey became the mother of my youngest daughter when she was three. So we've kind of both gone through the raising someone else's kid and being mistreated by him. It's hard. Um, Casey's got some pretty good stories about my oldest daughter would sneak in and cut her bra straps and just do mean stuff to her. <laughs> oh, man. Remember Anderson would tell you, you're not my mommy. She'd say, get out of my family. Yeah, you're just messing my family up and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, we've been divorced a while, you know. Yeah. Um, so that that's a tough situation. But 11-year-old acting like that, uh man it's sad he's a truck it's some trouble there yeah but you get after it man I'd, I'd get after his ass big time so i hope you discipline sabrina yeah she's a texas girl yeah. man. i'm pretty sure she and does. the discipline it'll take less discipline if it's 
pretty aggressive to begin with. A restriction. Fuck restriction. Yeah. Come on. No, this is going to be kind of you get in an argument and you win that argument. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, and so then if anything, if it gets out of hand, then that's where the Bobby. Yeah, Bobby comes in and flips him upside down, flips her up, so whatever. Azora Stuff has to happen like that. You know, my daddy threw a fucking computer into the wall when I didn't get off of it in time. Into the wall and the sheetrock. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. They need, you need to go. Have they seen you flip your shit? Okay, Zora. I'd rather have my kids trust up at home and mm-hmm. ask us if they can try to see what it's like. Yep, mm-hmm. Zora, I'm with you. That's what I do with mm-hmm. my dad. And that's tough, too, because, see, I, you know. I don't want to get hammered with them or anything. I just. No. It's just education. It's got to be a very educated scenario. Very educated. Okay. Um, just like we're doing this for education. We're not partying together. Uh, I do, you should never seem like you want to party with your kids. Oh, I'm Even, cool if you do, <laughs> even if you do, don't act like you do. I'm not going to party with them. Okay. Amber said... Um, he's not, no, he's not. He's just insecure about being the big brother and not athletic. No yeah. friends. Why his brother yeah. super athletic? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would say, um, what does he like to do? How can she connect to him to where he gets that attention? Yeah, so yeah. Baby find, again. find, find, you know, encourage him to find something that he enjoys doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's comparable to athletics. You know, that's and then you give him attention on that. If it's freaking gaming, if it's um, uh-huh. you know, Lego, go to Lego Land or go. I don't know what kids. What, uh, yeah, and everybody. Uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of people think that sports is the answer. Oh, oh they fuck. need to be in sports. No, oh. sports is just the easiest thing to get someone Shoot into. Shoot me. Okay. Give me that. Um, sports is just the easiest thing to get someone into, where there's a coach or a leader or somebody that can handle it, and you don't have to do it yourself. So you just drop them off and pick them up, and at least they're involved in something. But typically, it's not something that they passionately want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that gets back to... Um, he does a lot of sports abuse, and it's so sad. Because yeah, I'm a sports abuse. I didn't want to play baseball. His but, parents forced him in it because yeah. it was good for him. And I was good at it, so they... How mind the hell would, wouldn't you want to do he, something you're good at? But he wanted to like, go to space camp. Yeah. And he couldn't because his uh, dad... Did he tell you what it what he thought, or did he just that they just kind of like didn't care? No, it was more like... If I were have if I'd told my dad I wanted to be vegan, uh, like it was like, what the hell are you talking about? You wanna go to space? I mean, yeah, what the fuck? Like he couldn't even understand it. And so when if I I was like, okay, I must be an idiot. You know, I wanted to be an ROTC because they flew on helicopters. But you know, no, I couldn't do that because that wasn't cool. My mom said. You know, it's just like people ask why we don't have our kids in sports right now. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Well, there's he's not. Four. He's four. But yeah, I, I mean, there's a thing where being good, being a good four year old, uh, it didn't. You you just are better at doing whatever. You didn't have to learn anything to be better at four. Like I want them to get a little bit. Uh, I, I find the best results in sports, team sports, and everything coming after an individual sport where it's dance, karate. Um, Gymnastics, BMX, racing, racing, just something Archery. where they're pushing themselves and they can't blame it on somebody else. And then nine, <laughs> ten years old getting to team sports, it works out pretty well for those kids. So that's what I'm choosing to do with my two boys. Amber um, said that's the thing; he loves sports. Yeah, wants to be, but has zero ability. Yeah, and well, see, rec- men's rec ball do too. No, no, and it's the thing where um, I've I've tried to teach kids how to hit that were like that, and I mean they could they. 
they could work for ESPN Sports Center right now because they know every player that plays. They're they fan. know every. They're a huge fan of the game. Well, there's things that they can do that, that are awesome, and they get to be fans of the game. But that doesn't mean they have to play the game. What? And like most fantasy football. Yeah. Well, there's there's two different categories. You got like I can play the sport, but I don't like watching it. And I, if you ask me. We live in Atlanta. If you ask me who's the Braves lineup right now, I don't even know. And but I like I was good at playing it. And then you got people who aren't very good at playing it and they know everything and they go to every game and all that kind of stuff. And so there's two different scenarios and both are needed because without the fans, you wouldn't have players, players without fans. So there's a huge market and a huge thing, especially now. Uh, there's stuff where there's programs where you can be sports announcers with a YouTube channel Damn. and you're and kids watch each other oh. and it's really cool. Oh my God. Does he know mm-hmm. about that? Yeah. So there, there's some really cool things, but to me, I mean, you don't have to be good at the sport to be involved in the sport mm-hmm. at, at all. Look, look, none of us are active fitness models. I mean, kind of, sort of, but you know, right. we in hot moms. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're fan, I'm fans of hot moms. Right. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, Brett said two. To little six-year-olds. Oh man, <laughs> her son. So good. And Skip, it. Skip always brags uh, oh, on him. Ties, tie, right? Ties, man. Ties, good. Because one. you know why? There's enough. There's a couple that, other ones. And Brett and Brad, there's some experts in everything we're talking about. Because right now. let me tell you, let me just mm-hmm. let me just tee this one up for you. Good parents, right there. Skip has other kids that come in that are ties. A child was tie seven. Uh, six, I think. Oh, oh yeah, six. Um, and he will be like, oh my God, like dick, dickheads, just, Mm. I mean, horrible. Oh, and like, uh, we'll be one way and the mommy's mommy's little baby, but he's really this way. It's just bullshit. Dude, Ty comes in. He's like, he can look at adults and I talk adult language. Like, well, how would you describe him? He's just cool. Like I, we, we work out together for about 30 minutes and then I sit there wishing that he was my only only client for the rest of the day. I could play with him for four hours. And Brett and Brad, look, they have social life, they have fun, they have adults, and they have even party-ish mm-hmm. around. They don't hide things from their kids. Zora, she's another one. Their kids are so fucking cool. Uh, EG came out with us to like a, an adult outing. Cool as fuck. Cool as shit. There's a big difference between being a good parent in the sense of how you should, what make, what should make you a good parent and just being the parent. Yeah. It, it just be, you're the boss. You're the parent. You had them. You're going to take care of them until they're 18. But there's something about the parents but, being honest versus yeah, appropriate. What oh, you think can, it, you yeah. should do because um talking about the kids game face and they're one way and playing his hand here. I don't know, man. I like those parents like, like a Brett. They're just real. They're the way they're going to be in front of the kid. Their kid knows right from wrong and, He's just a good kid. Same way with uh, Zora's kids. Mm-hmm. Just a really cool, awesome kid. And they're real parents. They don't really hide a lot of shit from them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Cool. We did good. I think that's it. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you, Scam. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast with Casey Ship. Be sure to follow us at HMZ Fitness underscore. Or subscribe to Casey Ship on YouTube. Till next time.